There is something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never quite know where they will take you. Are you ready to go somewhere different today? Thank you, Beatrix Potter, for our favorite, favorite quote of mine. A little history on Beatrix Potter. She spent much of her childhood with long holidays in the country. She loved to sketch animals, and later those animals turned into inventing stories about them. In 1902, Potter published The Tale of Peter Rabbit. I'm sure we are all familiar with her work. This launched her career as a children's author. More than 20 other books for young audiences soon followed. Potter's Tale of Peter Rabbit, Jemima Puddlethug, and Benjamin Bunny, and others have become children's classics. In 1902, Frederick Warren and Company brought this delightful story to the public. Their new edition of The Tale of Peter Rabbit quickly became a hit with young readers. More animal adventures soon followed. Norman Warren worked as her editor on many of these early titles and eventually became her fiancé. Miss Potter suffered a great personal loss in 1905 when Warren passed away. He died just weeks after he proposed to her. Her parents, however, had objected to the match. She then bought Hilltop Farm in the Lake District, England, the same year. She wrote a few more books, and Potter focused much of her attention on her farms and land preservation in the Lake District. She was a successful breeder of sheep and well-regarded for her work to protect the beautiful countryside she adored. To this day, generation after generation, are won over by her charming tales and illustrations. <laughs> there is something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never quite know where they'll take you, right? Where are your words taking you? <laughs> and how are you going to get there? Welcome to Intentional Now Podcast. I am Kristen Wombeck. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. <laughs> I wanted to mix it up and change it up a little bit. Just set the temperature for our episode today. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> a little housekeeping, a little housekeeping, okay? I have some sales and specials this week. You just go pop over to my website and you'll find them. And the notes for this episode are also available at my website. So you want to head over to kristenwombeck.com, hit the top of the toolbar where it says podcast and you are almost there. Then you want to find the logo for this particular episode and the notes will be highlighted. So easy for you to find. We have mm, just a few perspectives to enjoy. 
today, right? You know me, I love perspectives. Um, and we're going to ask a few questions. We're going to challenge thought today. Are you ready? I am. I am ready. <laughs> this episode will air on Thanksgiving here in the bright and shining United States. Thanksgiving. <laughs> For us, the memory and the celebration. I'm just going to, you know, share with you a little bit of history. I always learn something. So the story of Thanksgiving Sometimes us uh, United States people need to hear our own history, right? So the stories of the colonists who took a great risk leaving their homeland and sailed to America on the Mayflower. Throughout that first brutal winter, most of the colonists remained on board the ship where they suffered from exposure, scurvy, and outbreaks of contagious disease. Oh my goodness, right? Only half of the Mayflower's original passengers and crew lived to see their first New England spring. In that march, the remaining settlers moved offshore. Relationship began with the Native Americans who taught the pilgrims weakened by malnutrition and illness, how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees, catch fish in the rivers, and avoid poisonous plants. In November 1621, after the pilgrims' first corn harvest proved successful, Governor William Bradford organized a celebratory feast and invited a group of the fledgling colonies, Native American allies, now remembered as Americans' first Thanksgiving. In 1827, the noted magazine editor and prolific writer Sarah Josepha Hale, author of the nursery rhyme, Mary Had Little Lamb, launched a campaign she launched a campaign to establish Thanksgiving as a national holiday. After many years, her efforts finally heated and President Abraham Lincoln finally implemented her request in 1863 at the height of the Civil War. In a proclamation entreating all Americans to ask God, Commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the grievous civil strife, and to heal the wounds of the nation. Today we stand at that corner post once again. Will we allow healing and God's tender mercies to care for and change the mindset and personal state which upholds Civil strife? Hmm. The word civil. Characteristic of or related to a particular nation. Courteous, polite, in manner or nature. Having a considerate or kindly disposition. Easygoing, mood or temperament. Marked or showing careful attention to set forms and etiquette. Careful? Prudent in one's speech, actions, 
I give credit to that, to word hippo. You know, I just love that app. With all things considered, civility. I'm going to say that again. With all things considered, civility begins with me. Right? Okay. I'm going to go back to that quote from President Abraham Lincoln so we can tie these together, right? He was entreating all Americans to ask God to commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in grievous civil strife, and to heal the wounds of the nation. Today we stand at that corner post once again. With all things considered, civility begins with me. An individual's choice of integrity. Civility is lived out within the home and relationships first. Civility is walked out authentically with one's neighbors and community. My decisions, choices, and declarations all begin with me. I do not act unless an action is consistent to the core values that first begin in me. Thanksgiving was first celebrated when sharing, teaching, learning, planting, growing, cultivating, and harvest was successful. Today is always an opportunity to stand at the corner post of gratitude once again. What will you bring to the table? (laughs) Oh, you can see I'm setting this up, can't you? (laughs) There is something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never quite know where they'll take you. Thank you, Miss Potter. This quote, a favorite of mine, has already taken us somewhere today. Can you feel it? Mm-hmm. Last week, the final week of four episodes dedicated to Chapter 11, the unfinished book, Angels on a First Name Basis. Episode number 30. We are on 31 today. Hoo-hoo! How to Awaken Your Can-Do Spirit. Our focus was on activations. Mmm, couple of questions. How did you do on those activations? Did this episode and the questions asked produce answers? I'll say that again. Did this episode and the questions that we asked produce answers? I have another question. If you ask a question, you're asking the question with the purpose of receiving an answer. Mm-hmm. Today, our episode, yippee, the first of chapter 12, The Watchmaker. (laughs) You're going, oh no, there's that giggle again. (laughs) Yeah, oh my. 
after rereading it a couple times, I don't think we're going to travel very far today, except for the first two paragraphs. Why? Well, let me read them to you. And we'll come back to why, okay? Are you ready? I always ask you, are you ready? <laughs> Here we go, the watchmaker. There's something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never quite know where they will take you. We've been taken somewhere, haven't we? This chapter, chapter 12, once thought a beginning, now takes a different position nearly three-quarters of the way to completion. Some of the personal fears discussed in other sections are still ringing, each a different tone of woe. Are they valid? Do we participate in allowing fear undue glory? Has the love of Jesus and knowing his kingly station honestly shed light on the love of Jesus? Has it shared light on our book journey? I'm going to say that again. Do we participate in allowing fear undue glory? Has the love of Jesus and knowing his kingly station honestly shed light on the book journey? Once so utterly foreign to where we began or thought we started eight years old pew row seven left hand side hmm. we've come a ways haven't we i am challenged to challenge you my first paragraphs started with thoughts and sound viewed from a different beginning. It was written before Martin Luther's quote challenged the thesis of my heart. I'm asking questions to God. I'm asking questions to myself. I'm asking questions to you, the listener, the reader. Does it matter or make a difference? <laughs> what I thought was a beginning, this chapter was a beginning, chapter 12 was part of a journey, and I only discovered it three quarters of the way through my manuscript. That was after I put my butt of my attitudes and commitment to the writing chair. Doing it, like last week's quote. Last week's quote we unpacked, get er done, right? Doing it. Do you suppose the unfinished book is a signpost for all of us? Do you suppose the unfinished book is a signpost for all of us? What sign is it that we are looking for? Back to why? Question. This is a big question. Yes. <laughs> I want you to purchase the unfinished book. 
It is a wealth of memoirs and 32 years of experiences that took me 20 years to believe and only three months to write. Why should you purchase it? Okay, we're just going to ask honestly here. Why? Experience is the true author of knowledge. It will strongly assume, I will strongly assume, okay, I'm just going to start all over again here. Ready? (sighs) Why should you purchase the unfinished book? Experience is the true author of knowledge. I will strongly assume that you are listening to this podcast to acquire something. If you wanted fiction, you wouldn't be here. If you wanted rest and comfort, you'd be listening to a meditation podcast. The definition of our podcast workshop is a conference, a course of education for a group of people with a common interest. It's like a room, a building, or an institution equipped for scientific research, experimentation, or analysis. We are talking about God. We're talking about heaven. We're talking about our lives. We're talking about getting her done, right? That's why you're here. Sometimes the greatest transactions in life is when somebody challenges you to change and you actually do it. That might be your reason for purchasing the unfinished book. You desire change and when you trade, you got your ears on here? I know, I'm getting in the mom zone, right? When you trade resources that cost you something, towards resources that cost me something. The blood, sweat, and tears of completing the book project. We ignite quantum entanglement. Remember episode number 28? The two cost yours and mine pluck the same DNA, sound, frequency, light, that spark and cause the desired outcome to be attracted to itself in time and space. I am definitely going to say that again. So when you desire change and when you trade resources that cost you something towards resources that cost me something, the blood, sweat, and tears of completing the book project, we ignite quantum entanglement. Remember? So the two costs, yours and mine, they pluck the same DNA, the sound, the frequency and the light that spark and cause the desired outcome to be attracted to itself in time and space. (sighs) Example, got to give you an example of quantum entanglement. You ready? Okay. A home run baseball. (laughs) A home run baseball. You ready? A. The baseball always had the ability to score a home run. B. First, a batter and a pitcher had to both imagine the ball's journey. C. 
The batter's story takes the ball over the fence and he rounds the bases and he jumps on home plate. D. The pitcher's story takes the ball three times into the catcher's mitt. You're out! E. Whose transaction made the ball a home run ball? Both. Both the pitcher and the batter picked up the tools and the elements to play the game. My voice and the writing of the unfinished book played the game and won with 32 years for experience, 20 years to change my mind and believe I could, and three months to write, and 17 months to edit and publish. That is the epitome of Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Hope has evidence. What was not seen, the unfinished book is now seen. Do you suppose that I have other items, issues, desires still in the unseen? Do you suppose that you have other items, issues, desires still in the unseen? We most definitely do. Time and space will catch up with each other because I or we or you put pressure and action on it. There's something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never quite know where they'll take you. (laughs) I'm honing it down here. Yes, I want you to purchase the unfinished book. Why? Yep, why? That question, why? Because you want to go somewhere. You have a destination to arrive at, right? God places tutors, counselors, coaches in our path to challenge us to grow. If we're not growing, what are we doing? (laughs) We could hear that answer clearly, right? Growth only happens when you put a seed in the ground, you cover it up, you cover it up with soil. I'm going to start right in the beginning of that again. I get excited. (laughs) Growth only happens when you put a seed in the ground, you cover it up with the soil that life has had you plow and faith is now in action. Because you can't see what is happening underneath the soil until the sprout bursts through. Then you have to tend and care for it until harvest. Let's go back to Abraham Lincoln's saying and expression to the people on that first Thanksgiving. Do we want to heal the land of our lives? 
Do we want God's mercy to assist us in the care of accomplishing who made and called us? Who he made us and who he called us to be? Do we want hope to have evidence? Do we have desires that are unseen that need to be brought into the scene? Absolutely, yes, we do. Okay. You know now, you know now, at chapter 12, the cost of the seed I placed in the ground for my life. And now I'm offering those words and my voice towards your success and your life. It may be by reading the book. It may be the action of purchasing the book. There's an action there. Or it may be the relationship between writer, reader, author, listener, podcaster, listener. That might be what it's about here. Yes, I am an author of voice and writing. That is exactly what God did when he proclaimed Jesus Christ. He had people write it down and share it. And he had people voice his heart and plan. You may not remember that I barely graduated high school because I suffered with dyslexia, which had hindered my entire scholastic journey. I didn't like school. I liked the social part of school, but I didn't like school because it was hard. Every report card that said my name on it said she doesn't apply herself. If it wasn't for music or PE, I wouldn't have graduated. Go figure. Go figure. Think about it. And I'm called by God as a communicator. Ah! Do you suppose that God has called you by a name that you have struggled to walk in? And call yourself by that name? And no, I am not talking about labels or sickness. God always calls us. And he calls you from your mountaintop. In the middle of these two brief paragraphs, we haven't gotten very far. (laughs) It's going to be a deep one. We're going to go low. We're going to go in, we're going to go into the breadth of it, and we're going to go all the way to the top. Why? We are framing our whys exactly. I wrote in between these two paragraphs, I am challenged to challenge you. Why? What? Who? Where? How? Let's add, can I or may I? And who is holding your permissions? Do we challenge ourselves to accept change? Accept help and assistance? Invest in getting there together? Ah, I wrote a really honest question. So, you think she wants me to buy something? Yes, you're right, I do. (laughs) How else can we say it, right? 
My greatest call and what motivates me to show up and deliver for you, invest in your transaction of life. When this somebody, you know who this somebody challenges you to change and you actually do it. If not me, then who? If not who, then how and when will you? Ooh, that had a good ring to it. My greatest call and what motivates me to show up and deliver for you and invest in your transaction of life. We've come to this conclusion that you are transacting life and you are here for a purpose and a reason. So this somebody can challenge you to change and you actually do it. So since we're in this far and this deep, and since we're here in this hot eye to eye moment, (laughs) talking about money and change and transformation and transaction and all that stuff, I want to speak to those of you who are looking for the next step, the next level. You are ready to go. Yep. I'm looking for you. I'm talking to you. Everyone else, you can just stay in the backseat. No, really. I'm joking with you here. But no, I'm quite serious. I am very serious. Okay. I'm placing a direct link in this podcast episode towards my Coaching for Life 2022. It's a 12-month event in a private Instagram group. I've created it just for you. Again, what have we been talking about today? If I asked it of you, I have already accomplished it as me. If I ask it of you, I have already accomplished it as me. Again, my subtitle to chapter 12, The Watchmaker. Hmm. There is something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never quite know where they'll take you. (laughs) We may not know quite where our words will take us, but we do know if we don't speak them, if we don't read them or act upon them, the story won't be written. And words have to be lived first. That is how fiction, the unseen, turns into nonfiction, the seen. I'm going to say that all again. I like saying it again. Why? Because it comes out my mouth and goes into my ears. Now it comes out my mouth and into your ears. We may not know quite where our words will take us. But we do know if we don't speak them, if we don't read them or act upon them, then the story won't be written. Words have to be lived first. That is how fiction that's unseen turns into nonfiction becomes seen. I invite you to Coaching for Life 2022.
The link is in the episode. So this chapter once was a beginning chapter. That's how I viewed it. I viewed all of my struggles. I viewed overcoming my struggles. And this is how I wrote them from the watchmaker's room. But it wasn't the beginning of the book. It took a different position and it does for us today. Remember, chapter 12 written, it was written before Martin Luther's quote, before I ever had a heart to heart with it. If you want to change the world, pick up your pen and write. That challenged the thesis of my heart. Martin Luther, he repeated it 95 times. 95 times. Remember, I'm asking questions to God, to myself, to you, the listener. Does it matter? Does it make a difference? And how will you respond to your why? Wow. (laughs) That was action-packed, and I don't even think I had time to get on my soapbox. What an interesting way to say, Happy Thanksgiving. I've always thought like this. When is love the most powerful? When it brings forth the authentic and knows the value of risk. That is a good statement to leave you to digest your meal with. I love you. I appreciate you. What is it that you are bringing to the table? Your table of gratitude and your table of thanksgiving. Have a wonderful time with friends and family. I have mm, 26 people coming to my house. Um, Yes, that's interesting. 26 people and a 26-pound turkey. (laughs) Oh, well. Where are your words taking you? And how are you going to get there? There's something delicious about writing the first words of a story. You never quite know where they'll take you. Thank you for letting me and allowing me to ask the whys, the hows, the whats, the who's. I look forward to speaking with you again and talking. I appreciate you listening. I'm glad that together we pulled up a chair at this table of conversation. 
and put things to look at honestly to bring change in our lives to bring more to our lives to bring out the best in ourselves I'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much. Bye now.